Hi, welcome to Alone But Not Lonely, the site for the single person learning to become comfortable with living alone, not necessarily by choice, but due to circumstances and or a lack of viable selections. I am Selena, your host in this journey. Before we begin, please accept this as a disclaimer. I do not offer advice. Only offer suggestions. Offer suggestions so that the person listening may exercise his or her right to choose. What worked for me may not necessarily work for you. Now, having said that, let's begin our journey. Today's journey is named Get Out of Bad Relationships. This podcast was created as a result of my friend Estelita's and my conversations about being single. In fact, several of my friends and I have not remarried. As I say in the introduction, it's not necessarily by choice, but due to circumstances and or a lack of viable selections. Let's be honest. Many people complain that there just are not enough good men or good women available today. Of course, that all depends on what qualities one person is seeking in another person. Now, if you think this is going to be about bashing men or women, I suggest you listen to my previous podcast. This is about empowering ourselves to adapt to changing people and our situations. So, let me share with you a couple of awful relationships I've allowed myself to remain in after my marriage ended. There's the one where I thought he was in love with me. I certainly thought I was in love with him. He flew me to his city, took me to a wedding and a funeral. Let me meet his children, spoke with me daily. We even made plans together. I believed him because I really had not been around people who would purposely lie to me. At least, not that I was aware of. This guy even invited me to his grandmother's house during Thanksgiving. I went to meet the remainder of his family. Yay, me. And I was finally going to let him meet my children. So, off we go. Oh, he was all lovey-dovey all the way through Thanksgiving and on that Friday. On that Saturday, he broke up with me. Now, why would he do that? I had no clue. I didn't understand what had happened. I was in denial. And as far as I knew, I hadn't done anything to cause our relationship to end. I didn't cause a scene or anything. That night, I packed up my food and our luggage, and I was going to leave. Then, after second thought, I unpacked the car that Saturday night and took all the food and luggage back into the house, and I remained until Sunday, which was the day I had originally planned to leave. I returned home on Sunday. And later that week, when I retold my story to my hairdresser, Miss Lorraine told me, God removes from your life people who don't belong there. Well, needless to say, that was little comfort at the time. What did that even mean? They say we can hear when we can hear. 
Now, I can tell you what that means. It means that sometimes we hear people saying something, but we're unable to comprehend its meaning until we can connect its applicability to our own lives. So, a year or so later, I found out what Miss Lorraine's saying meant. I wound up seeing that guy again in his hometown. I learned that he was an alcoholic living in his brother's basement and that he had been working a temporary job all along. He wasn't as successful as he claimed to be. In fact, he was just an ordinary plain old liar telling me what I wanted to hear. It was then that I understood how Ms. Lorraine was attempting to comfort me with her words. God removes from your life people who don't belong there. What it means is that God knows who's best for me. God has my best interest at heart. If someone is not a good fit for me or will not enhance my life, God will allow them to remove themselves. Needless to say, I was so grateful that this guy had broken up with me. I didn't need his baggage in my life. After all, I had two small children. Now, if I insist upon having a person in my life because of my free will or my hard-headedness, God will allow them to return. That's case number two. A guy I had been crazy about for a long time. He and I dated for several months. It was strange, though, and you could call this a red flag. I'd ask, what's your five-year plan for your life? He didn't have one. Now, we were grown adults with children, so not having a five-year plan really made me think there was something wrong with him. Oh, but I really liked him. Maybe he hadn't given it any thought. He hadn't bought a home either. It was like, hmm, here I am living in a home, and there he is as a career man in the military who has never even owned a home. It was strange. But I really liked him, so I could excuse this too. Then he promised to visit me, but some emergency would come up. And finally, we just kind of stopped seeing each other around the holidays. We broke up. It was painful since I had hoped to marry this guy. Nevertheless, I went on with my life. A couple of years later, I phoned him after having a dream about him. Now, my aunt had warned me about this guy, so she had a terrible feeling about him. Of course, she was right. This time, the guy dated me for about three or four months. We were meeting and eating in public venues, always during the day, though. However, after he did not keep his word about two evening events, I googled him, found out that he was married. Oh my God, I phoned him and fussed him out. So, all of the times he told me he was working late or had to work on the weekends, he was probably telling his wife the same thing when he was taking me out. It took me a good week or so to get over this betrayal. If you've listened to my other podcast, you'll know that I went through the grieving process. Denial, anger, compromise, and depression during that entire period vacillating between the first four stages. 
Really, I just could not believe that I had been so brilliantly played, that I'd put my trust in such an untrustworthy person. All that talk about integrity he'd spout based on his experience in the military, this guy didn't have any integrity. Then, finally, I used gratitude to reach acceptance. I was grateful that he and I did not get married. After all, God removes people from my life who don't belong there. If this guy would have married me, I would have been the person being cheated on. Oh my God, I would have been the person stuck with him and his lies. It could have been me. Remember Einstein's equation? E equals MC squared. Well, the C represents the speed of light squared, where the speed of light is considered the only constant. However, let's say we allow C to stand for change. If we do this, we will be able to understand that change is the only constant. Hopefully, we change every day. If we aren't constantly growing or maturing, then we are aware that other things around us change every day. Think about the sun and the moon. Each day the sun's latitude no and longitude no degrees rises and sets in a different place. The time the moon rises and sets changes each day as well. If we are living life and not just existing in this world, there are changes we notice on a daily basis. It's like what we learn about when studying characters in English class. There are both static and flat characters in a story. The flat characters remain the same. They never change. On the other hand, static characters are usually the main characters in a story. They have challenges and other issues that must be overcome throughout the story. If you recall, the main character usually changes throughout the story. She or he learns from his or her mistakes and or the mistakes of others. This is the person around whom the entire theme of the story is devised. So, are you the main character in your story? Are you learning from your mistakes? Are you learning from your successes? Are you aware of what's working, what's not working? Are you aware of a theme in your life? Is there a recurring theme? Are you pleased with it? Or does the theme need to be revised? One of my best friends, Kathy, used to always ask me, what lesson did you learn from that? I used to get tired of her asking me that. So, do you ask yourself, what lesson did I learn from this situation, this relationship, this challenge, that person? As I meditate about and examine my life, I have to ask myself these questions. I ask myself these questions because I am the main character in my life. This is the history of Selena's life. Am I learning from my own history? If I'm not learning from my life history, then, as the historians say, I am doomed to repeat it. Miss Lorraine told me 
that God removes from my life people who don't belong there. I didn't understand it then, but I've come to understand it and use it as a means to accept the reason why my relationships ended. Even when I don't know the whys, after God revealed to me twice the reasons why, I still have to trust that when a relationship does not work out for me, I need to get out. I need to let it go. There are things that I can't know, can't see, or may not understand that only God knows, sees, and understands about the other person. Now, I definitely find comfort in knowing that God deems me a person whom he wants to protect. Yes, he may also be protecting you too. God may be protecting you from some heartache that a person who does not belong in your life might want to inflict upon you. So get out. Let him go. Wish him well. Say goodbye. Bye-bye. And forgive them. Yes, forgive them. We forgive so that we can close the case. We forgive so that we can move on. We forgive so that the person cannot live rent-free in our heads or in our hearts. Then we forgive ourselves too. We forgive ourselves for believing in that person. We forgive ourselves for being duped by an unfeeling person. We forgive ourselves for for believing that human beings are loving, honest, and have our best interests at heart. We forgive ourselves because we know that there really are loving, honest, and good-hearted people out there. We just haven't found them yet. But we thank God. We thank God for removing from our lives someone who does not belong there. We thank God for loving us enough to protect us. We thank God for loving us enough to save us from ourselves sometimes. We pray, too, that he will lead us to a person whose standards are aligned with their own, recognizing that everyone is imperfect. But knowing that if we work together on our relationship, we will each become the person who actually belongs in each other's lives. In conclusion, even if someone with whom we thought we had a true relationship is no longer wants to be in a relationship with us, we will remember that. Although we may be alone, we are not lonely because we love ourselves enough not to let someone use our ability to love to take advantage of our hearts. So, I thank you for both your time and for listening to Get Out of Bad Relationships. Until next time, this is Selena, your host for Alone But Not Lonely.